Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. If a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in him alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Dear Heavenly Father, help us as we study your word tonight. And this is, this is such an important text. And you know, Lord, how often I feel this, that I don't ever feel like we adequately cover it. But we know that your spirit can handle all of that. So, Father, I pray tonight as we study this passage that it will be a help to us and that uh, we'll know better how to help and how to be helped. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we were looking this morning at bearing burdens and that it shouldn't be shocking that we as believers have burdens because we're going to have trouble until we die. This is just a world of trouble. And then we saw what we're supposed to do with our burdens. We're supposed to cast them on the Lord. We're supposed to cast them on the Lord in humility. We're supposed to allow other people to help us. And then, how do we bear others' burdens? How do we do that? Well, we do that by what we're going to be looking at tonight. So, how are we going to bear each other's burdens? Look at Romans 15.1. Romans 15.1. We then that are strong... Now, that feels like ye who are spiritual... Doesn't it? Uh, you know, other than a teenager, there's nobody in here that's going to say, Hey, I, yeah, that's me. I'm strong. Sorry, guys. It's just the way it is. <laughs> it, this right here, when we are strong, we then that are strong, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. So how do we bear burdens? Well, at some point, someone needs to be strong. We need mature believers. And caring for those things, that is what biblical maturity is about. It's Growing in maturity to where you're able to help someone else. Now, here's the good news. It doesn't matter where you are spiritually. You're able to help somebody. There's someone that you can help. But the idea is that we are supposed to be strong. And let's look at how serious that is in the Bible. Look at Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Holly, I can't open this passage without remembering Eric. Eric spilled his coffee in my Bible at this spot. Right here. <laughs> so here we are, uh, chapter 5, verse 11. So talking about Mel Jesus Christ, high priest after the order of Melchizedek, verse 11. Of whom... We have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when the time ye ought to be teachers, 
Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Now, how many of you that your goal in the Christian life is to be dull of hearing? Probably not. So what is... Here we're getting an understanding of, of who's strong and who isn't. The strong believer... The strong Christian is able to hear and has a desire to hear and understand the Word of God. Is that right? You don't, you know, we joke about Joel Osteen, but there's a reason why Osteen is popular. He encourages people. He makes them feel good about themselves. Um, I remember the first time I ever saw him, he was doing that thing. This is the Word of God. What it says, I will do. What it, have you seen that? Any of you, what are you all doing watching Joel Osteen? No, but... Uh, and you know what I said? We, need to, we ought to do that at Grace Baptist. That's really good. That's before I knew who he was. I'm glad we never started doing that little deal after that. Um, I do want to get a quaff like him, though. I think I could pull that off. I do. Just have my little bouffant thing going. Um, but the reason that... There was a little distraction. Can you tell I got a little sidetracked right there for a minute? The reason that he's so popular, um, it's not because he's preaching error. That's not why he's popular. He's popular because he helps people with what they think is the problem. Does, does that make sense? So simple ways on how to get along with your neighbor. Simple ways on how to make it through your day. How to make every day Friday. Um, that wouldn't help me a whole lot because Sunday's coming you know, a couple of days later. That would give me stress. That's not going to help me at all. Uh, but who is that for? That's for babies. You know? How do you talk? Oh, you sweet little thing. Let me help you with this. Your baby's head came off. Let me fix this for you. That's not what we want at church. Amen? And so the idea is to be strong is to desire truth from the word of God, and then look at what it says. Verse 13, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their, what's it say here? Senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So now, here we have another, a few more characteristics of what it means to be strong. A strong person is skillful in the use of the Word of God. So this is what Jill was asking of Jamie. How, why doesn't this happen at my church? I want to be, what she was saying was, I want to be skillful in the use of the Word of God. Right? And that's where, as a church... Everything, the, the, the way that we have structured it, designed everything, is to make you skillful in the use of the Word of God. We want you to be able to answer people from the Bible. Um, the way that we teach the Bible, by using cross-references, to where you can write those cross-references down. That's such a blessing because all you have to know is the starting place. And then you can take them from place to place to place in your Bible. And that's the way that I preach now when I travel. I just start with a verse and I've got the cross-reference written there. And we just go. I want you 
to be skillful in the use of His Word, right? So we want to be able to do that, and we want to be able to discern the difference between milk and meat. Now, milk is a good thing, right? He's not saying you shouldn't have milk, but can you imagine living on baby formula? Lydia loves, if you ever want to get Lydia something, she loves those bananas. No? Lydia, it's funny. I've never seen a kid that doesn't like those. Ban- I like those little bananas in the, in the jar, you know? She hated bananas when she was little. She still hates bananas. But that's another story. How would you like it if you came home from work? Dan, you come home from work. It's been a hard day. And Dodie gives you a jar of Gerber squash. <laughs> Dodie said, what's wrong with that? That's how my hair got red. <laughs> that's, that's not what we're looking for, is it? No, no, not at all. Um, I'll tell you what. I love like those Hostess cherry pies. That's good stuff. I love that kind of thing. Donuts. Man, I love donuts, pastries, any, anything like that. I am, I'm in. How many of you think that's a good diet? Yeah, <laughs> this is why you need parents, okay? <laughs> I want to come live with you. No, we've got the evil one right down here, trust me. So we understand that with a diet. Discernment, maturity is understanding that with the Word of God. What, do you love finding the deep things in the Word of God and telling them to someone else? Remember, we say it all the time. You don't know something until you can tell it to someone else. We're talking about how to bear someone's burdens. So if Chad's having a tough time, I need to help him bear that burden. Is that right? But if he's having a tough time because he's a knucklehead then he doesn't need me to help him continue being a knucklehead. That's maturity. Remember an old preacher one time, he was preaching, I heard him say this, don't ever take advice from a loser. And when you're having a hard time, there are lots of people out in the world, and there are people who call themselves Christians that are happy to give you advice. But is it the kind of advice that you need? And that's where we have to be skillful in the Word of God. But then look at verse 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, who by reason, uh, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Their senses. That's an interesting word, isn't it? When you think of your senses, you know, Jacob would think of daredevil. He can't really see, but he can see because he has senses. When we think of senses, we think of what is it? Hearing, taste, sight, touch, smell. Are those the ones? Did I miss one? I think that's it. And so it's interesting that through our senses, and I think the, con- the context here is observation, we can discern good and evil. So how are we going to bear one another's burdens? We know how they're doing spiritually. We watch their lives. We're interacting with them well enough to know how they're doing spiritually. And I like to do that. I, you know, there's somebody that I was thinking about that I want to have lunch with this week and just sit down and say, hey, how are you doing spiritually? 
How are you doing spiritually? Not because I have a question about how they're doing. I'm just curious. I want to want to move ahead in ministry and serving God. How, how are you doing spiritually? When's the last time you asked somebody that? How's your walk with the Lord? What did you get from the Lord lately? Where are you reading in your Bible right now? What are you studying? You're reading any good books? Do you see what we're talking about here? Remember what we looked at in Job? Go back to Job 26. How hast thou counseled him that hath no wisdom? And how hast thou plentifully declared the thing as it is? It's, are, are you interested? Are you strong in the Lord? Are you strong in the Word of God? Are you ready to instruct? And are you dispensing that wisdom to someone else in a way that will edify? Remember what it says in Ephesians 4. Go there with me. Verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Your dispensing of wisdom may be corrupt communication if it doesn't edify the hearer. Remember what the Bible says, a fit word rightly spoken is like pictures of gold on apples or apples of gold on pictures of silver. A fit word rightly spoken. Wisdom maturely given, dispensed plentifully in a way that will help the hearer. That's how we bear burdens. But sometimes they just need somebody to listen. They don't need to hear your wisdom. They don't need to hear your instructions, your instruction. Sometimes they just need somebody that they can talk to, that, that they can vent on a little bit. You know, have you ever just, just unloaded on somebody and you really felt better afterwards? That ever happened? And don't you love it when the mature person then tries to correct you? When you, you know, it'd be like Dave. He's mad about something that's happening in the government. And you say, brother, you know you really shouldn't be like that. That's going to help a lot, isn't it? You all see what I'm saying? This is maturity. We need to be strong in the Word so that we can help each other. Bearing one another's burdens. In order to do that, we need to be strong. Then... We need to be weak. Look at 1 Corinthians. Y'all look kind of tired tonight. Is it warm in here? Yes? Yes. How many of you think it's warm? How many of you think it's cool? Y'all switch places. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 9. Look at verse 19. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19. Here's what Paul says. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak, I became 
or to the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. This is an interesting verse, interesting passage. What is this talking about? I, I, I typed this. I've got this really extensive outline tonight. Um, but, but I typed this. Does this mean that we're supposed to sin to reach sinners? No. What does it mean? Put yourself in the other person's shoes. And for bearing each other's burdens, if you're going to do that, that's something that before Dalton came in to preach Wednesday night, we were praying in, the, in my office. And I told him this. I said, remember one thing. These people worked hard today. They're tired. Just so remember that as they're coming in. And I try to remember that from you. You, you. you people, you get up early. You work hard. You try to be faithful believers. I try to put myself in your shoes in those ways. You know, sometimes we don't. Have you ever you know, maybe snapped on someone or made a snide remark to someone? And then they answer why they were behaving the way they were. And you feel bad. They had had a hard day. You know, other things are going on. This idea of becoming weak, it's remembering what it's like to be down yourself. You know, this, I know how you feel. Now, you can't always say that. You can't always say that. Uh, Evelyn, I, when we were talking on the phone about your brother, I haven't experienced that yet. I've not lost a brother yet. I don't know how that feels, but I can pray for you. That's what we're talking about. Try. The word for this is empathy. It's trying to feel what that other person is feeling. And then you can help them. Then, then they don't feel like you're looking down on them. Then, you know, I got to tell you, I really, lots of times, I don't really want to be helped. Here, let me help you with something. I don't think so. Go help somebody else. How many of you feel that way? Right? But if you've got somebody, <laughs> somebody down here, this one, okay. Mr. Schmidtmeyer, something you'd like to testify about or anything? <laughs> no? no? You don't need any help on that. But when you're trying to understand where that person is, that is just so important to what we're talking about. Do you all see that? Bearing one another's burdens, it really is a labor of love. It's, it's a labor of learning God's Word, learning how to be strong. It's, it's a labor of learning how to discern right from wrong. It's a, it's a labor of discerning how to communicate. And then it's a labor of discerning how to be weak. I, I like it what it said, to, be, to the Jews, I, I became as a Jew. To those under the law, I became as under the law. To those not under the law, he, he, as one not under the law. But he, he did notice the parenthesis, I, I'm still a Christian. So when I'm doing this, I'm not acting lawless. Um, what is that talking about? Well, here's the illustration for this. If you're giving the gospel to someone who's a Catholic, this girl that Jamie's dealing with, well, it doesn't matter that you're a Baptist at that point. Right? It, you know, I can't believe you guys have those statues in your front yard. What's that? Mary on the half shell. How many of you think that might be a bad idea? Right? Even though we think it's kind of weird. 
How many of you think it's kind of weird to put a statue in your yard? Somebody in here is going to have an angel statue. I know you are. I, I remember one time, where's Jeff Blackford? Was, what was Aunt Ruby's um, deer or something? A cow? She had me move that one time. That thing weighed a million pounds. We're not talking about yard art. We're talking about spiritual things. <laughs> yard art. Isn't that funny just to say that? We, I think what y'all need to do is get flamingos for Nathan and Shauna. I think they'd like those in their yard. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a joke that goes along with that. I'm going to keep moving here. Um, the, so if we're dealing with the, with these Catholic people that we love in this community... The issue is not being a Baptist. The issue is coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. So those things that are strange, you know, why do you have those ashes on your head? What, what's that? Well, do you know how they feel when they come to our church? They, they don't have any idea how to handle what we're doing. Um, at Aaron's wedding, Aaron and Kelly's wedding, uh, Aaron had me give the gospel. And as I was walking out, I was behind a couple of people, and the one guy looked at the other, and the guy said, What was that? They don't, have, they don't know what we do. They don't understand us. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to lovingly represent Christ. That's how we're going to reach Him. That's how we're going to reach Him. And that's the way that we need to be with our brothers and sisters in Christ. How are we going to bear each other's burdens? We've got to be strong. We've got to be weak. Then... What happens when we're weak? What happens? Go to 2 Corinthians 12.10. Remember this passage. The Apostle Paul has besought the Lord thrice. Three times he's gone to the Lord to help him with his thorn in the flesh. And look at verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in what? Weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak... Then am I strong. You know, one of the best ways to approach somebody that you, you can tell needs help is letting them know, I don't think I have the answers. I just want to be here to help you. I, I don't even know what to do here. But I just want you to know I love you. And if I can do anything, I'm here. Why don't we go have a cup of coffee? You, you see what I'm talking about? And then when they're talking... And then the Holy Spirit will help you to communicate the things that you have studied from the Word of God that will be a help to them. But in your weakness, when you say, Lord, help me not to give counsel that's going to hurt them. Lord, what do they need from you right now? And then let me say this. When you go to help somebody, there are situations that you'll step into and you'll say, oh my. 
I don't have any idea what to do here. I'm not going to give you illustrations of that, but I imagine you can fill in the blanks, right? Then what are you going to do? Come to the pastor. That's what I'm here for. You ladies, come to Laura. That's what we're here for. Find an older man in the church, a mature believer in the church, a leader, a mature lady in the church, a leader of our ladies. Get some counsel. Get some help. You know, the old saying is, don't give a 10-cent answer to a million-dollar question. Amen? And you know, that's why we have Dr. Angwin also. There are things that I discovered that are beyond me. So we have Dr. Angwin. We can take that next step. So let's bear each other's burdens. To do that, we've got to be strong in the Word. We've got to be weak in ourselves. We have to exercise our senses, and we have to trust the Lord. Amen? Let's bear one another's burdens. Thank you, Lord, so much for your Word.